Welcome to Football is Family, a podcast dedicated to the fan and fan experience. My name is Jeremy McFarland, and I want to look at the positive behind what makes football so enjoyable to watch and follow. I want to know why you are a fan of your team, of a player, or an era of football. Whether the pros, college, or high school, I want to hear and share your stories and your love for the game. If you want to be part of this podcast, please message me on Twitter at Jeremy underscore McFarland or on Facebook at the Footballist Family Facebook page. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. And we'd like to welcome everybody back to the Footballist Family Podcast. And I've got a couple of guests here that I'm going to let them introduce you. They're there. They're, they're part of the family here at the Football's Family Podcast. But before I do that, um, as, as I have uh, mentioned in, uh, in the past, one of the things about my life in particular and my family's life is that uh, mental health is, is an important aspect, not only to the McFarland's well-being, but I believe to everybody else's well-being. And this month is uh, – Mental Health Awareness Month. So I wanted to throw out a number that uh, I want to uh, to let y'all know. Uh, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline or Hotline. It's one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. That's one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. The big thing is, folks, you're not alone in what you're doing in in your life. You're not alone. You may feel alone, but you're not. They're great men and women who are listening and, and, and willing to help you at any time. So if you feel at all concerned about your well-being or you know somebody who, who is, call that number, talk to people who are, who are uh, trained to help. You are not alone. Just keep that in mind. We, we do want to help. But today, uh, I've got a couple guys on. Would you like to introduce yourself to this family again? Oh, absolutely. Um, my name is Asherati. Uh, I'm one half of uh, the Talk of Two-Tone podcast. And just to reiterate that point, mental health is something that absolutely needs to be a forefront and uh, making progress in this country. And I feel like it is being brought to light more and more as um, we're moving towards a more socially acceptive and, and progressive society. And I, I cannot agree more with the fact that everybody uh, you're anybody and everybody, you're not alone out there in any kind of battle you've got in your own head, um, or, you know, in your day to day, somebody out there loves somebody and, uh, everybody out there loves somebody. So, um, if you're ever in need of any kind of mental health, do not uh, mental health aid or assistance, or just someone to talk to, please don't hesitate to reach out, make an effort. Everybody is, everybody's got someone out there that loves them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm I'm Tyler Whipple. I'm the other half of the Talking Two Tone podcast, as Asher said. And just to reiterate what you guys was talking about on the Mental Health Awareness Month here, uh, there's so many months out there that's giving away to things. And nowadays, it seems like every month's some kind of little deal. But I would say this should be at the forefront of things. Uh, like Asher said, everybody loves somebody, and everybody's loved by somebody universally, pretty much. So if there is people out there struggling, they should take advantage of the the opportunities in front of them to talk with somebody. And, you know, if, if you're, if you're listening to this podcast, you know, me, or if you don't know me, you can reach to me and, you know, we can try to talk you through it, you know, so. And we'll, have, 
Yeah, absolutely. We'll have their Twitter handle handles, if that's okay, fellas, on uh, the show notes. And and they, like I, are, are willing to listen. Now, I've had them on before, and I'm going to have them on many, many more times if they're if they're still willing to do that. And we talk tight and stuff, and, and y'all know exactly where I stand on that. I'm not at all happy with the rankings I see the Titans are on this year. I'm not at all happy with that, but it doesn't surprise me. But that being said, we're not necessarily going to talk Titans tonight. Sort of. <laughs> I have these guys on to talk the recent NFL draft. What we're going to do is I'm going to get Asher and Tyler's opinion on the draft this year, the overall opinion. We're going to look at some picks. And, yes, the Titans are going to be up there because they may have done the biggest boneheaded move of the year so far, maybe. But we'll get to that. Just y'all's opinion of the draft this year, just taking a a, a 100-mile view of it, what do y'all think so far, just looking at the draft in general? Winners and Um, Winners and losers of the draft? Uh, Golly. That's so tricky because I, that's a very subjective, two very subjective categories from a from a uh, slightly biased fans perspective. I'm gonna say that the biggest winner of this draft. Oh gosh, I don't want to say it, but I really think the Baltimore Ravens got oh. a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't like them. They're becoming kind of the old rivalry of, of, you know, the Eddie George and uh, Aaron McNair kind of days, but they got some quality picks and they got, their defense is going to be nasty. Um, I got to say, I think the biggest loser of the draft is the Green Bay Packers. Um, Just in terms of, you know, what they gave up before the draft. So they signed Aaron Rodgers to that $500 million contract, um, which, you know, he's worth it. Uh, well, I don't, I don't know if anybody's worth $500 million, but in terms of quarterback play, he is the best in the game right now. Um, two MVP seasons, but they lost Devontae Adams, who is, in my opinion, one of four maybe three irreplaceable players in the NFL in terms of what they can do for their team. Um, And not to mention with their first two picks in the first round, they did not take a single wide receiver, not one. Mm. They took the guy out of North Dakota state and Tyler knows just how I feel about taking players from North Dakota state. (laughs) I don't think it it does not pan out. Well, it doesn't pan out with two immediate success, which they Mm -hmm. need. Um, I got to say the Packers are the biggest loser in this draft in terms of losing Devontae Adams, not getting a wide receiver to replace him, the, of starting, capa- st- starting capability immediately. Biggest okay. winner, Ravens. The Ravens picked up. Now, just the first round, I've got the list here, but just the first round, Kyle Hamilton, who is going to ball out, and Ty- Tyler Lindenbrom, which most people think, well, offensive line won't get a lot of attention. He's but the thing is, if you don't hear a name of an offensive lineman, that means they're doing their job. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Tyler, center, center from Iowa, he's going to be an all-pro in five years. I mean, yeah. he's, Take that to the bank. Gosh, that, that's just two. That's just their two guys. Uh, what about you, Tyler? What do you think? 
Uh, if I had to pick a winner and a loser, I, I honestly would stick. And that's you know, Asher was picking back off what he said. The uh, being biased, I would pick the Titans class just about with anybody. But if I'm not going to talk about the Titans, um, my winners, I would take the New York Jets. I think they had a really, really good draft. I think they picked up about four or five starters that are going to be immediate impact players on their team. Uh, I really like the direction they're going, in, and it all really depends on if uh, Zach Wilson can play. If he can play, they've got a, a pretty solid roster, and they got young guys, some good veterans. So I really like the direction the Jets are headed in. I think Joe Douglas is a an up and coming uh, GM up there. So I like how they how they drafted. Um, the biggest loser, I would say, uh, through the whole draft process, would probably be the Seattle Seahawks, in my opinion. I just think Pete Carroll has lost a lot of touch in, in evaluating players and what his roster is at the moment. They didn't pick any players that can really make any kind of splashy plays or really any impact players. I know they're trying to rebuild them offensive defensive line on both sides and get back to running the football and being smash mouth. But I think the Seahawks are three years away at least. Three good drafts and three good free agency periods away from being a good team. And uh, I think we're going to see just how valuable Russell Wilson was to that franchise this year because they're going to be really bad. Now, so I would go with Jets and Seahawks. Look at the Jets' first-round picks and tell me if he, if they did not hit this out of the ballpark. Sauce Gardner. Yep, yeah. Immediately insane. top 15 corner, I would say. Exactly. Garrett Wilson is solid. Solid. I, I watched him play a little bit. He's solid. But this right here, um, their number 26 pick, Jermaine Johnson the second, was a steal. Yes. Yeah. Just yeah. a steal. I had him going in the first 10 picks. He was and, a baller at Florida State. He oh was an gosh, absolute yeah. monster. Just overlooked because he played on that bad Florida State team. And, and, he he played on, and he played on that really loaded Georgia team. Couldn't get the field, couldn't touch the field, which right. I, I – I, I'm going to go ahead and say something right now. And, you know, I know we're not supposed to be talking Titans, but I can't. Oh, no, talk we, had, <laughs> we had an incredible draft. All right. In terms of what happened, I was in Las Vegas. Go about five right? minutes, but yeah, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't, I can't hold it in. I was in Las Vegas for the draft. And when the AJ Brown news hit, I was, I wasn't planning on going to the, getting down to, to the stage area until the 26th pick when we traded AJ Brown at, you know, um, I, I literally went out into the hallway of the hotel and just laid down. Uh, I was like, oh, my gosh. Because at that point, there was a massive run on wide receivers. Uh, I think there were four wide receivers off the board at that point, three or four. Um, Drake London, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, and Jamison Williams. Yeah, so Traylon Burks was the fifth wide receiver off the, ta- off the board. He was my number, number two, 1A, 1B, however you want to hold it. Yeah. But that was in addition to AJ Brown, not in spite of AJ Brown. Um, so that that kind of hurt, stung, and I was like, and you know, I I like to dabble a little bit in you know drinking socially, and so when we traded AJ Brown, I grabbed the beverage and I said, if we don't take a wide receiver with this pick, if we take an offensive lineman, I'm going to finish this whole drink in ten seconds. If we don't, if we do take a wide receiver, I'm going to drink five seconds of this drink. And we took a wide receiver, so luckily the rest of the night went well. Um, <laughs> but I love trading 26. Tyler and yeah. I talked about this. We were back and forth on this on our podcast probably 
five weeks in a row, five podcasts in a row, what we think we were going to do at 26. And ultimately, we traded back because we got a wide receiver. And then we added incredible depth to the defensive backfield. Roger McCreary is an insurance piece and could potentially start for most any other team in the NFL. He is a press man. He is a press guy. He will get up on that line on the line of scrimmage and he will beat you down. I watched him play against Alabama and he was a problem with those wide receivers. Uh, well, Jamison got ejected for targeting, but he was a problem for John Mechie. And um, so then, you know, we, we take him. I'm like, all right, okay. I, I see what John Robinson's doing here. So then we get 26 and we pick up an additional third. Um, then we take an offensive line. I'm like, all right, the Ohio State guy, he could play. Uh, I think he was from Ohio State, yeah, probably. Yeah. Fear, yeah. Petite Fierce, yeah. Ohio State. Yeah. And then I'm like, all right, all right, I, I can I can rock with this. And then the biggest uh, stumper of the whole draft is how did Malik Willis fall to 87? People were taking people having him at six, and I was like, okay, all right, at 87, I'm okay with that. 26, no, but um, <laughs> the we got the the tight end Chigs out of, out of Maryland. I'm going to call him Chigs. And uh, I think he's going to be a Johnny Smith around a 4 440 for a tight end, which is unheard of. And then we got uh, who I think in the fifth round, who might be the biggest steal, and Tyler and I both agree on this, might be the biggest steal of this draft in Kyle Phillips out of UCLA. He Love reminds it. me of a perfect hybrid between Hunter Renfro and his, his, his floor is Hunter Renfro, in my opinion. His ceiling is Cooper Cup. And then the rest of the draft, you know, you got you got the linebacker Campbell from Ole Miss, who's going to be a special uh, teams ace. Theo Jackson Theo, balls stand up. Theo Theo Jackson, baby, Dan Crookshank role. He's going to be a monster. And, and, and you know, Tennessee's defense is never going to be the problem this year. It's going to be how can the offense be creative enough to not have a loaded box against Derrick Henry. That's what the that's what the problem is going to be. But yeah, so I love the Titans draft. I think from a less biased standpoint, I think we might have had the second or third best draft um, because of the loss of AJ Brown. If we had taken Traylon Burks, traded up to get him, and then kept AJ Brown, I'd put us at one because that would be a nasty three-headed monster of wide receivers: Robert Woods, AJ Brown, and Traylon Burks. You know what I think was a benefit for us, and I'm not downgrading Trayvon Walker. But can you imagine having Aiden Hutchinson on the other side going after Ryan Tannehill two times a year? Yeah. I, I, yeah. I picked Jacksonville picking Aiden Hutchinson, and I'm kind of glad Detroit picked him up. Yeah, him Detroit and Josh Allen would have been, been a problem with oh. Jacksonville and both the guys rushing on third down. would have been. I'm not saying problem. that Trayvon, Trayvon Walker is going to be a dud. I think he's going to be an awesome player. I just don't think he's Aiden Hutchinson. I agree wholeheartedly on that. That's just how the Jacksonville – Jacksonville always reaches at number one, it seems like. Other than Trevor Lawrence, which is everybody would have picked, it seems like every time Jacksonville picks in the top five, they always reach. I don't know why, but it's maybe that's why they pick every year in the top five. So I would have taken <laughs> Davis Mills at number one. <laughs> yeah. What, um, you, God, what, what do you come back? It, it, just think about the, the draft. I remember the Malik Willis pick. I was at Logan's and Dixon, and I yelled out, really loud, made my wife embarrassed. But, you know, it happens. It happens. It's just how that works. She's been married with me now 19 years. She, she should know how it, how it rolls. 
What do you think about the the draft this year? Do you think it was as stacked as years previous? I think this draft was Absolutely. loaded in 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 the wide receiver area and offensive and defensive line. It was a really good draft in those perspectives, but there wasn't a lot of star power in this draft. That's what we're looking for. Uh, it was a little underwhelming of players. Uh, when you have like a third round pick, and a lot of people had third um, Malik Willis in the third round going into the draft. You know, every time the combine comes around and um, the draft starts, these quarterbacks start getting over-evaluated and they get shot up the board. And a lot of people, and there just weren't any quarterbacks this year that was just flat out ready. And I think that took the pulse of the draft down a little bit. Um, Kenny Pickett was the most ready for this, this year. He had the most experience and uh, he went to a place where he can really, you know, be Kenny Pickett. If he doesn't, if the small hands doesn't really bother him, I think he can be a good player. I think we ultimately ended up with the best quarterback, but that, I think that's a lot of the problem with the draft this year and, and what people are saying. It was kind of boring because it was more of a, a wide receiver and trenches class. There wasn't any of the star players that you're accustomed to seeing every year. Like last year, we had three quarterbacks taken in the first three picks. So, of course, it was more, you know, fun to watch. So, I think that's a lot of it. Do you think if a quarterback needy team was first overall, because Jacksonville wasn't going to take a quarterback, would they have reached for Kenny Pickett? Yes. I don't think so. I, I don't think so. Because uh, uh, I mean, the draft, there was quarterback uh, needy teams. And maybe Jacksonville would have because they're Jacksonville. Maybe I could do agree with Ashley on that. But uh, Carolina was at six, and they didn't take a quarterback. Uh, and they needed a quarterback, you know. All right. There's so. A few- so let's look at it. Jacksonville wouldn't have done it. Detroit, do you trust Jonathan Goff? Or yeah, I mean, Goff? I, 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 I trust him. He played pretty well for them last year. He's been to a Super Bowl. So, I mean, all right. Jared Houston, Goff is, isn't a slouch. No, he's not. For a Houston, year. Do you trust David Davis Mills? I say you yes. roll the dice. Yeah. I think so, Who's too. got there? Yeah. Yeah. Jer- uh, New York Jets weren't going. New York Giants. Now, I do not knock the Kayvon Thibodeau pick. I think that surprised me that he dropped that far. Uh, but would you trust, you know, Danny Dimes? No. No, that's right. That's right. That's why I have the – if there was a better – if there was another quarterback-hungry team, like let's say Pittsburgh, right, that they felt comfortable once Carolina at six right. didn't, take, didn't take Kenny Pickett, that they felt that the back half of that draft was not going to leverage a quarterback against them, if that makes sense. Because the, the draft is a chess chess game. You know, you never know what another team is going to do. So you you rush, you 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 reach, you take what you take your best player on your best board. I feel like so let's say let's say Pittsburgh is in the top ten uh, for whatever reason, a nice little hypothetical. And then we say that. Carolina is at six, and let's say Pittsburgh is at ten. All right, Pittsburgh now knows we now with with the information we now know that they wanted Kenny Pickett. They wanted it just made too much sense. So let's say we know that now, and let's say they have no idea what Carolina is going to do because everybody thought Carolina was going to take a quarterback. Everybody thought it. I thought it. Everybody. Um, they did not do it, and then uh, so let's say Pittsburgh's at ten, Carolina's at six. Pittsburgh might trade up. And they might leverage their entire franchise on taking the quarterback. I would not do it. I think this quarterback class is one of the worst in, in recent memory. I think this is oh, just almost as bad 
as the Jamarcus Russell class, um, the Brady, that was Brady Quinn's year. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Next year is going to be an abs. I think this year, the best way to describe this draft class is a, a, a setup for next year's quarterbacks. Like teams that didn't take a quarterback this year that you thought might maybe could, like Detroit. If Bryce Young is sitting at two and CJ Stroud is sitting at, if CJ Stroud and Bryce Young are both on the board at one and two, and you got Jacksonville and you got Detroit at two, Detroit's trading up to one to take that pick. And they're going to, they're going to leverage everything to take whichever quarterback they have. And then let's say Carolina's at six, they're going to leverage everything they can to try to leapfrog Detroit. I just think this class was extremely weak. We saw people mocking Malik Willis at six, and he fell to 87. Um, so I think this class has potential down the road. Like Malik Willis, for everybody out there, Malik Willis is not going to start this year. He's not, He's probably not even going to be the quarterback two week one. If you think about that, Logan Woodside will be quarterback number two week one. And I, I, I would put a large sum of money if I were a gambling man on that. Um, Luke Willis is the future, but the future is Ryan Tannehill for two more years is what we have as a present. Uh, but this quarterback class is terrible. One of the worst I've ever seen. What do you think, Tyler? Yeah, I mean, it, and a lot of this is subjective. Um, a lot, there's been a lot of classes that's supposed to be really good and really bad. Like the Josh Allen class was supposed to be a really bad class. Look at it. It produced Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson in the first round. Yeah. So I mean, you can you can never tell and about and and Mahomes. No, Mahomes was the year before Josh Allen, I believe. But um, anyway, either way, I mean, Mahomes like people nobody knew who Mahomes was at Texas Tech, and then look what he look what he's done in the NFL. So oh, you can never <laughs> right. You can never <laughs> tell really what these classes are going to be until we get them on the field. And I mean, you can look at it what they what their potential going to be. And I think Malik Willis, me and Asher kind of put our floor and. And uh, ceiling on him last week, and I've kind of compared him. I think his ceiling could be Josh Allen, and I think his floor is uh, Dak Prescott. I think the guy is really going to develop well in, in Tennessee, and I think he's going to be the guy. And I think the worst he can be is Dak Prescott. So if you get a quarterback of that caliber of this class, that goes ahead and makes the class that much better. So, I mean, it it is it is a lot of subjectiveness in all this, so uh, – it just wasn't big star name players. So, I mean, you just got to wait and see when they come on the field. I mean, All right. So, y'all are starting. I am Roger Goodell, and y'all are starting your own teams. Y'all get your own teams, one apiece. And you are the first two picks of this draft. Who would you pick? Let's say, Tyler, you get the first overall pick. You won the coin toss. Who would – be the foundation of your of your new team. Uh, does it? I mean, I guess it depends on the team needs, or if we're starting well, just like a fantasy you, draft. You're, yes, you're starting out at zero, and you have to pick somebody. And of course, Ashley, you get everybody else that you want, but you you could pick any of these people. That I mean, it doesn't even have to be in the first round. You can go back and pick a steal from the seventh round. But who would you start your team with? Well, I think this might be the boring answer, but. I think um, this the only player in this draft I think has like zero bust potential, and I could be wrong. I, this is my opinion. I think with you speaking earlier, it was Aiden Hutchinson. He played in a big time uh, conference and uh, in the Big Ten. I mean, that's the second best conference in the in the nation, and he had like at least a sack a game, and he just kind of dominated all kinds of right tackles. He played good. 
or left tackles, and he played good and against Georgia. And I mean, if you're playing against Georgia and they had 15 players get drafted, I mean, that's a lot of NFL players. He's still one of the better players on the field. I would have went ahead and picked Aiden Hutchinson out of this class because I think he's. I'm picking a fantasy team. I'm picking best available regardless. Right. And we can get our quarterback later on. I, I would pick Aiden Hutchinson. I think he's the best player. All right, last year you can't pick Aiden Hutchinson. Who would you pick? I would I would trade the pick and then I would take Will Anderson next year. <laughs> one. <laughs> I would I would trade the pick, take Will Anderson. Nah, but yeah, that's what I would do. Or Bryce Young. But uh, if uh <laughs> Watch Bryce Young this year. Just watch him ball out. I'm just saying he he's might, got he's he is going to light the world on fire. Will Anderson was better than Aiden Hutchinson. A- Will Anderson is better than Aiden Hutchinson is right now, and he was better than him last year. And I will take that to the bank. If I'm building an NFL team, this isn't a fantasy uh, a fantasy perspective here. Oh man, I'm taking Evan Neal uh, because I think left tackle. Left tackle. Cornerstone. Left Cornerstone. Tackle. Yeah. 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 Would you put tackle. him left tackle? You put him left tackle. I yeah. put him at left tackle and I wouldn't worry about it for 10 years. Uh, I then, look at the Giants and what they did the first seven, you know, five to seven. The Giants did themselves a service. And I'm telling you what, uh, the Giants have not done themselves a service for about five years, but this year they did well for those two picks. Now, let's, let's, do a couple of a uh, couple more qu- questions here, and I'll let y'all go. Thank y'all for coming on today. Absolutely. Um, go back in your in your memory here, and let's go past the the third round. Let's go into the fourth round and further. Do you have a player that's going to surprise some people that you can think oh, of got, off the top of your head? I I've got one of them that we have. Um, I've got another one who I think can win a starting job. And I've got another one who I or not a starting job, but can contribute immediately to the team. Okay. Um, if I'm not going to be a homer, uh, if we're not going to choose Kyle Phillips here for the Titans, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take Brian Robinson to the Washington Commanders. Good one. They they took him in the fourth round, I believe, third or fourth round. I think he's going to be a baller. Um, for them, I think you know you give him eight, ten carries a game, he'll get you six yards. Six, six to five yard, five to six yards of carry. Um, he's going to surprise a couple of people. Um, other than that, gosh, there's just so many. The tight end from Maryland that we picked up, Chiga. I think he's going to be a baller. But yeah, that, that I, I'm taking Brian Robinson on that pick. Maybe Christopher Allen. If if I had to pick one player, and this is you, we're talking about being homers, I, I, y'all know I'm well acquainted with the Vols. Uh, Alante Taylor could end up being one of the best picks out in that draft for the Saints. Uh, I think he's a day one starter for those guys. And I, I really, if you want to get him a comp, look at Kevin Boward because he he fits the Kevin Boward mentality and role on his on the Tennessee team last year. Uh, the, the defense is underachieving, but Theo Jackson and Alante Taylor were absolute studs on that defense. Uh, Alante Taylor had a big pick six to beat, to beat Kentucky, which was a good team this year. Um, I really think he's going to be a standout for the Saints. Um, but that that's the key player I can think of right off the top of my head, and that's really because I'm a Vol at heart. So, But, uh, yeah, I, I would go Alante Taylor. Well, fellas, I didn't realize that I have a time limit now on 
Zoom, they're starting to do that apparently. And I don't know if you can see it up there at the top. Um, so, hey, Zoom, I'm giving you a shout out here. You know, upgrade me to pro, please. Um, <laughs> if you if you were to look at it, give, give me a, a sleeper, and then we'll have to finish with this. Give me a sleeper Super Bowl pick this year. Sleeper, sleeper. Super Bowl um, under Under the radar. If I had to pick one, and um, I think a lot of it is, I mean, then I won't know if they're really considered a sleeper at this point because they made the NFC Championship game last year. I'm going to go with the San Francisco 49ers. Um, I think their draft was decent. It wasn't great, but they have all the tools in place. As long as they stay healthy and they've got a good coaching staff there that's been known to make deep runs in the playoffs, um, even if, if it's Trey Lance or Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy Garoppolo shows you he can get to the Super Bowl. So I think, I think uh, the – the, the 49ers would be a sneaky good pick to go gamble on if that's what you want to do with it. We don't, oh, we don't push gambling. It's, it's a recreation <laughs> thing. You do what you do. But go ahead. Sleep, sleeper, Super Bowl pick. I don't know if it, or if it has to be a pick or a team. I, I'm picking the Rams to, to go back to back. If that, if that counts, uh, if I had to pick a different team to make the Super Bowl, I think the Ravens, this might be the Ravens year based off their draft. Uh, is, the Rams are leveraging five years down the road. They're going to tank in a couple of years, but until then, they're going to get some rings. The oh, AFC yeah. could be – it could be a random team coming to the AFC. It's so stacked this year. It's so stacked Denver. this year. There's so many good teams. I mean, I can see Denver. I can see Kansas City. I can see the Bengals again. I can see the Ravens. I can see the Titans. I mean, there's just so many good teams in the AFC. It's it's crazy. So, yeah, I mean, you, any, of, any of those teams could go out of the AFC. Yeah, well, fellas, where can be. where can we hear you? Oh, we are all over Spotify and Apple Music. Um, we've been on a brief hiatus. My fault. Uh, I've been traveling a bunch for leisure and for work. Um, but we just every week we're going to try to get out there, get a new podcast out there. You know, some things just happen that you can't can't really do anything about, but. Uh, man, it, we're on Spotify. We're on Apple Music, Talking Two Tone. Tyler does a fantastic job. He's the best co-host in the business. He does the he does the editing. He does all of that stuff because I'm incapable with computers and technology. Uh, <laughs> I, but we 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 have it. We call it a very thought provoking podcast because we push your limits on what on what you can possibly think of. We give you so many different possibilities. But I'll let Tyler talk a little bit more about it. Yeah, we uh we we enjoy doing what we're doing. I mean, we're just two guys that love the Titans talking ball, you know. And like Asher said, we we want to bring up some subjects that maybe you wouldn't think about as a Titan fan. And you know, we are pushing the Titans, but we do talk a lot about the AFC South and AFC in general. So I mean, we're kind of broad in it, but we are Titans fans at heart. And uh, you know, if you want to come along for the ride, come on, man. Just get on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and. Listen in and come talk with us because we always invite all our fans to come on and talk with us. I mean, that's how we met Jeremy. If all else right. fails, you got to tighten up. Tighten up. You got to tighten, tighten up. up. Thank you, fellas. Thank you for coming on. And we will uh, we'll have you back on before the season comes up if you're available. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Thanks we'll so it. much for having us. Thank you all for listening. This podcast is sponsored by Play Classic Sports Simulation Board Games. Spelled with two A's, P L A A Y. 
realistic board game recreations of professional football, hockey, baseball, NASCAR, golf, and more. They cover nine sports in all, with a tenth, basketball, coming in 2022. You can relive great sessions of the past, create what-if matchups from different eras, and much more. It's fun. So if you're into sports history, you should check them out. That's play with two A's, P-L-A-A-Y, classic.com. And don't forget to use the code SHN at checkout and get 10% off your first order. Hey, are you ready for some football? Some fantasy football? How about some daily fantasy football? Silly questions, right? Of course you are. You're ready to talk some smack and win some cash every Sunday and Thursday and Monday and whenever there's football games. The Sports History Network invites you to play your daily fantasy football this season at thrivefantasy.com. Thrive Fantasy offers hundreds of thousands, millions in cash every day on NBA, MLB, PGA Golf, Cricket, Esports, and of course, NFL football. And just to get the 2021 NFL season started right, Thrive Fantasy is holding its $100,000 guaranteed contest with a $20,000 first prize. Sign up with Thrive Fantasy today to get a 100% match bonus on your first deposit for up to $100 in free daily fantasy football play. Visit sportshistorynetwork.com slash thrive. That's T-H-R-I-V-E. Or enter promo code SHN when depositing at the cashier. Join Thrive Fantasy today, earn cash prizes, and support great shows like this at the Sports History Network. Now that's a win-win-win situation for you to kick off your own NFL season. At the Sports History Network, we're all about sports yesteryear, and so we're so pleased to introduce you to Row One, an online memorabilia gallery and shop that brings your sports history to life anywhere. The Row One Gallery includes over 5,200 gorgeously reproduced prints of team posters, game program covers, game tickets, advertisements, and more in baseball, pro and college football, pro and college basketball, and more. And any gallery item may be printed in a variety of sizes on wood, metal, canvas, acrylic, or poster paper. And in Row One Shop, check out the thousands more of the unique Unique items with a retro and historical designs dating back to 1876, including t-shirts, long-sleeve shirts, phone cases, mugs, blankets, pillows, towels, and even shower curtains. Go to sportshistorynetwork.com, R-O-W number one, for access to the full Row 1 catalog and for gallery prints and gift items, plus get a 15% discount off all prints on the Row 1 Pictorum Gallery with coupon code SHN15. Follow the link on the show notes.